Hello everyone, you are now tuned in to Two Gems in a Pod, a podcast by a set of Zodiac twins speaking on a variety of topics, unfiltered of course, from socio-political commentary to current trends and events. We are your hosts, Annie and Alexa. About one time I was at Stony Brook and I was at this party and you know when they put the X on your hands at the bars? meaning you can't buy any drinks. But the party was dead. And, like, it was one of those parties where everyone was just standing around looking awkward. So I was like, fuck this. I'm going to get drunk. And so I had this guy buy me a drink. <laughs> like, I literally paid him. I was like, hey, can you buy me this? And I cashed after him. And he got me the drink. And as soon as I got the drink, a bodyguard saw my hand. They were like, hey, hey, what's that? What's that? What's that? And they dragged me out the party. And I was literally like, yeah. you don't have to drag me. This party sucks. I will leave willingly. And I went home. But yeah, no, I'm trying to get at that guy now. I'm trying to like get his attention now, but like in the most discreet way. And yeah, I'm going to leave it at that. So no one. But the guy that got you to drink? Yeah, it was like, it was in sophomore year. Mm. But, like, I remembered him, and I was like, wow, he's kind of cute. So, like, I'm trying to, like... <laughs> like slide in. Slide in, yeah. But... Wait, did he remember you from last time? I don't think so. It was, like, a five-second interaction. So, I don't think there was... he. I don't think he even remembers me. But, like, that's okay. That's fine. That's you fine. Moving. No, but you know how men are. It's like, you know how women are. Like, we shoot our shots in the, the Vegas way. Oh, yeah, very subtle ways. Super subtle ways. Like, I asked him a question about, like, his location. <laughs> I was like, where are you at? And he was like, oh, I'm over here. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Because I was, like, trying to go to the place. Yeah. Figure out where he was eating so I could go there, too, and get some drinks with friends. But And, you know, that's super non-suggestive. Yeah. Yeah. Like, how is he supposed to know? But yeah, no, forget that. Anyway, um, maybe we should hang out sometime. Yeah. No, that's that's way too forward. No, no way too forward. We don't do that here. (laughs) We don't do that. (laughs) We don't do that over here. Being blunt. No, forget that. (laughs) But um, hi guys, welcome back to our podcast. After a long hiatus, um, I have my beautiful friend Timmy with me. Hey guys, how you doing? Timmy's, Timmy's dope. For the ma- Timmy's here for the male perspective part. Oh, yeah. Oh, don't so- mind. <laughs> <laughs> they can't see. So- yeah, they won't be able to yeah, see. Nah, it's fine. <laughs> I've been, been running around, you know. But. Mm-hmm. So um, we're just going to jump right into it. Timmy, you saw the infographic and everything. Yes, yes. And if you haven't seen our infographic, you should go look at it because I think it's pretty comprehensive. At least for some background for this issue. And Timmy just had a couple of things that he wanted to talk about regarding it. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I saw it. And, like, through reading it, I still felt like... And even when, um Annie, we had this conversation before. Like, how do we define masculinity as a society, you know? Because mm-hmm. I feel like once we can at least identify what our masculine traits or what we want our men of the society to kind of have in terms of like masculine traits that are beneficial to to the society, then we can at least define what is toxic or hyper or hypo or whatever the case is. Mm. So to my response to that is that, so when we're talking about masculinity, generally masculinity is just traits and attributes associated with men. But if you're getting more specific, masculinity, there's no one true masculinity because it has changed. First of all, it varies by culture. It varies by time period. And it varies by even sometimes race, ethnicity, you know? So it's like, there's, you can't, we can't, there is no true one masculinity. I pulled up, I was looking at some examples, like in like the medieval time period, being seen as a man, I mean, to be a man, being being seen as a man, like, it kind of involved being very sh- chivalristic, like, being very generous to women. There was, like, a degree of heroism associated with it. Um, there was this verse from the Bible. Let me just pull it out my notes. There's this verse from the Bible where I believe it was David... 
King David. Yes, King David was dying and he told his son, I go I go the way of all the earth. Be thou strong, therefore, and show thyself a man. So if you look at time in general in different cultures, being a man is defined by different things, but there's generally some trends that we see men have been defined by throughout history, like strength, um, physical strength especially. I think that's some that's definitely something I feel like has been that has shaking his head. Let me shake Yeah, so if you look nah. at like, yeah, the generic <laughs> okay, the generic so Wikipedia. Oh sorry. Go no, ahead. Sorry. I was just gonna quickly say like it's not general, it's not something that applies everywhere, but I'm literally generalizing. I definitely think that it's something that can be found more places than not like across different cultures that are completely unrelated to each other. Like even in our culture, I feel like being a man, you don't think so? I mean, okay, Alexa, I, what were you going to say? Yeah. Oh no, I was just going to say like so you're going into the general consensus. So when I was doing a kind of a quick little Wikipedia search, like the traits were like strength, courage, leadership, assertiveness and like, you know, more of like a logical standpoint. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it's I It's like think. certain, even if we're not pinning it down to to just physical strength, I do think physical strength is a really big one. That has been found in, I think, even pre-classical time periods, like, what do you call it? What do they call it? Antiquity? Antiquity. <laughs> Antiquity. Like, I, I'm talking as far back as 3000 BC. Like, uh, there's I this law in the Code of Hammurabi, it said... If a man takes a woman to wife but has no intercourse with her, this woman is no wife to him. So, like, right there, like, you can see the defining of, like, a man's relationship to his... A man's relationship between his wife as one that's, like, defined with sex. So, it's, like, Awful. it's not all, like, concrete, but you see trends here. I mean, I would say this, right? I don't think strength in and of itself is is a like an indicating factor of manu manliness mm -hmm. only because if that was the case or if it was the strong factor or a prime factor the president of the united states would be the strongest man or at least that's how i'm that's how i'm gauging it but um i tend to think that when it comes to man manliness like he alexa said be the strongest man if yeah. strength was associated with yeah like if strength was a prime factor he would have to be the strongest man because mm -hmm. largely largely like alexa said you know we look for leadership like someone that's brave someone that can provide all those things is what i would consider to be masculine traits or someone that's trying to be a man you know mm -hmm. because largely um to be a man you have to be able to provide to be a man you have to be able to reason to be a man you can't let your emotions sway you from what is logical in a sense you know right be and I feel that's like how that, you define being a man. No, that's that's at least that's how my culture defines being right. a man. Mm -hmm. You know, but have you noticed though, like within the trends of like the U.S. presidents, have like I feel as though the majority of the U.S. presidents have had like kind of like an imposing physical presence. Like Donald Trump is six four. Like he could be out. <laughs> yeah, that's yes. There's actually uh, there's a lot of studies showing that like most CEOs are very oh, tall. tall. Yeah. Like. Like in the maybe at least the fifth, no, at most the fifth percentile of height. Of course. Like male leaders, that's also another thing. Like male, you said that the president would be the strongest man. Mm -hmm. But one, you know, physical, basically like Features. physical. Yeah, it's not just strength, like physical, mm -hmm. like in terms of like muscles and like brute strength and power. It's also, um, it could also be height. It mm -hmm. could also be social and political power. Those but I feel like the social political is more important. Yeah, exactly. That is, it, that's also one of the things that are associated with being a man. And that's why we also see men dominating those spaces for majority of time up until recently. But even still now, most world leaders are men. Yes. Men still dominate most of those spaces. So I don't think, I do think that like, you know, the physical strength aspect is just one of it, but it, the political, 
in terms of like political power and influence that has i feel like that's something that has also been associated with men for a very long time across a lot of cultures because throughout history majority of the leaders in history were men mm-hmm. like not just i mean don't get me wrong in africa we had a lot of matriarchal societies or women had their own um women definitely held power in a lot of different african societies I know women had their own place in Egypt, but we're talk- when we're talking um, about like the king, like the leader, the ruler of a country, kingdom, mm-hmm. civilization, most of that went to for I think majority of it goes to men. So yeah, mm-hmm. um, I but I would say this though, right? Um, when it even comes to leadership and stuff, like I've asked women that are like forty in their forties, late thirties, early thirties, late twenty twenties, fifties. They tend to want someone that's going to lead, you know, um, even women that want to get married, they don't want to get married to someone who cannot lead. Yeah. You know, so yeah. I feel like for that, for that case in and of itself, or even when we look at like what women find attractive or find to be dominant or masculine, mm-hmm. they tend to go for the tallest guy, mm-hmm. you know, or they, they, yeah, they tend to go for the tallest guy, the strongest guy or the guy that has the most assets. Yeah, so this is what I mean when I say that. So masculinity isn't a single thing, but if you look across time, culture, mm-hmm. periods, you see that like generally the things we associate with men, um, the, it's a trend. Like they kind of overlap, they they kind of relate to each other, and that's what we can broadly define as masculinity. Mm-hmm. Even though what makes a man isn't a singular thing and it does depend on what culture group and time period you're talking about that's super i think that that's something super important to keep in mind it's something it's like a part of gender theory that like masculinity isn't a single thing but rather um can you hear me no i can but i don't know what i don't really know what gender theory is so gender gender theory well i'm not gonna go into it but it's gender theory i guess it's just to explain um gender and its place and how it's come about in in society there's a lot to it that i'm not really going to go into because my knowledge of it is limited but i should take a gender theory course and gender theory course is one of those things that like people are like oh liberal colleges like right women's studies majors but i think it could be pretty interesting it's very interesting people look down on it because they feel like it's one of those things that just like promotes like degeneracy but no it's actually pretty um it's pretty explanatory it's pretty good to know but in gender theory um i think her name is raywin cowell she's one of the people that um kind of contributed to that topic and she was saying that there's no one masculinity rather it's like a bunch of masculinities that fight for dominance so there's something called head hegemonic masculinity and it kind of like justifies the subordination of women and also different types of men that don't fall into like what's considered as like the most socially dominant male like the alpha male so i guess that would be primarily like western masculinity and it would justify things like colonialism exactly and, like, mm-hmm, yeah my bad. No, and like subjugation of groups but i think timmy is more so looking at masculinity like, correct me if I'm wrong, from a cerebral perspective? Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I I do think of it, like, in terms of a cerebral perspective, only because I've come to see... cerebral perspective? Like, kind of like, it's more mental than, like, that brute force, kind of like how we were talking about the whole physical mm. thing and the height, etc. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I feel like the, the, the brute force or the height is definitely there, and is definitely like factored in, but you can have all those things, and you can be someone that's illogical, and then at that point you can't do with uh, what other men do. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because that kind of limits like your, your like your 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 walk in terms of society. So I would like for a man, right? For myself, I know like we were talking about in the infography how um, they say men shouldn't cry or anything like that. And it said that we tell men not to cry because we don't want them to express their feelings. But from how I've understood uh, boys don't cry, it's mostly because crying doesn't really change much. 
like you still have to kind of do something to get yourself out of that position that you're in or that feeling that you're in to make things a a little bit better for yourself, you know? Yeah. So when you see men cry and cry, it's not to say like, yo, you're not a man, but it's just like, okay, thereafter, what else are you going to do? Mm -hmm. You can't just stand idle, you know? And I think, I think at that, like if you determine like that, then it kind of makes a little bit more sense. Or do you agree with that idea? Okay, so I do think that idea is harmful. I get what I get the rationale behind it that mm-hmm. crying won't do much. But when you look at it from simply a biological perspective, as a human being, crying lets out chemicals that make you feel better. And mm-hmm. even from a spiritual standpoint, like that group I was talking about, the mythopoetic men's group, they were actually talking about how men don't know how to handle grief. They didn't learn from their fathers. They don't really learn from their peers. They don't really... And so men, it's sometimes this grief manifests in destructive ways. The pain is going to... I know you have to say something, but the pain, that, you know, energy can't be created or destroyed. It just transforms. That sadness... It's either you you process it and then you you move on with it. That's something, and I feel like this is something everyone can do. When you're sad, you have to process your emotions. It doesn't just go away. You can distract yourself from being sad by, you know, being productive. I think we've all done that sometimes, but the sadness is still there, you know? So, and I definitely think that it's not healthy to keep your emotions bottled up. So when we were talking about mental illness and things like that, I think this is one of the reasons why I think men suffer from depression a lot more than women or it could be... Yeah, the suicide rates are exponentially higher for men than for women. And I think that's part of the reason, you know, why this idea is so harmful. Because like you were saying, like the anger and the sadness, it could manifest, manifest itself in other ways. So I feel like men in general shouldn't take like such a stoic standpoint, you know, towards their problems. Exactly. Um, so right now it actually says that women have higher depression rates. Ah, that's what I thought. <laughs> in women. But that could be skewed because again, who's more likely to actually go seek help? Exactly. So it's I'm, probably there's a problem with the reporting as well. Exactly. I mean, I, I would say this much though, right? Because even in the infography it says that it says men don't talk to each other about their issues. And the men in my life, we all talk to each other about our issues, you know, Mm -hmm. whether someone is crying, whether someone is not crying and they're upset, we kind of like walk you through or at least we try to like help you understand what you're going through by you expressing it to your friend or your father or your brother, whatever the case is. Right. But um, the idea that um, men are not expressing their emotions, I don't know if that's the case. I feel like maybe the range or the frequency at which they express emotions may be different, but it's not to say that they're bottling up their emotions. And, Mm -hmm. but, but even as you said, right, we both men and women can learn from this. So even at that, like understanding and processing emotions is really a personal thing. You know, it's like, you have to do that for yourself, you know, Mm -hmm. there's women in this world who have not processed, processed the traumas that they've gone through and they time and time again they still express those same emotions due to that trauma so it's like and with men as well right but if you teach people how to um interpret what they've gone through to move forward then that i don't think that would be a problem anymore but one question i did have because you guys said that men aren't taught by their fathers how to interpret grief or deal with grief are women taught this by their mothers um, um, I so mean, that's not um a view I have. Sorry, that was just the view of the group that created the term toxic masculinity. Um, I definitely think that. Um, sorry, my brother's asking me to help him feed our dog. Um, but no, I definitely feel like well, as how often have you seen your dad cry? Personally, I feel like I've seen my mom cry way more than my dad. I don't even think I saw my dad cry after his dad died. Like, my dad recently lost um, 
a cousin, no, a friend of his. And when he lost a friend, I was like, really like, yay, like, you okay? Like, is everything all right? Like, is there anything I can do to help? I gave him a hug and he was just like, no, yeah, it's fine. Like, yeah, it sucks. But like, like I, I think, think I saw him shed a tear. Yeah. I don't think I've seen my dad do anything more than shed a tear. And even shedding a tear is OD for him. So in my experience, yes, I, I feel like I've seen my mom express her emotions way more than my father. She's expressed her emotions, but did she teach you how to interpret and go through those emotions? Yeah, I went, th- in fact, my I definitely feel like my mom was more emotional. My mom is the more emotionally present parent. Um, when I'm going through things, she does help come from me. She's like, okay, so where, where do we go from here? Like, this is what it means. This is what I think you should do. My mom's definitely more emotionally involved. Alexa, what about you? I would say the same. My mom is definitely more emotionally present than my dad. I've probably only seen my dad cry like once, but the whole um thing with like fathers not teaching, you know, their sons how to process emotions, I think it really I guess depends on the household. So in generic two-parent households, I would say that the mother takes on the more caring and nurturing role while the father is more like the logistics of how things are going to be run. I agree. You said that the mom takes care of how things are going to be run? No, I was saying like the father in two-parent households mostly takes care of like the logistics while the mother is more nurturing. nurturing. So I think that could play a part as well. It's, but you see that that's also but yeah that that I feel like that does play a part because it's like well then who's to help boys go through what they're going through the mother the, mm-hmm. the but how can a, how can a woman from a woman's perspective like how can a woman truly help a boy go through things that she that she emotions. hasn't experienced you know what i'm saying I mean, and you get into the emotions. topic of mm-hmm, you get into the topic of like single mothers and how like a lot of you know especially black men complain about you know how some of the men in our community turn out and they kind of fault that on single mothers i i so you know like, what? i i let me, let me say this though right coming where i came from um i've seen a lot of single mothers and i've seen a lot of single mothers tell their sons you are going to be a heartbreaker. You are going to break these girls' hearts. Uh-huh. And it, to me, I'm like, if like if the mother can say that, then who is teaching that? Who is teaching these boys these things? You know? Yeah. And, but one thing I will say is, people tend to say that um, coming from a single parent home, boys tend to be more emotional. You know? You think and that if, boys are more emotional when they come from a single parent home? Yeah. They, they tend to be more emotional and it's not it's not that it's a bad thing but that's something that can be worked out by being with other men that's right. why single mothers they put their boys with like maybe the uncle or a best friend or like you know if they have a stepfather or a boyfriend you know they put the boy with him so he can learn how to become a man or learn like the ways of a man you know because um, largely yeah. the way of a man shouldn't be solely like shouldn't be heavily skewed towards emotion you know, you would want to be a little bit more logical when you're going through your walk of life because a man mm-hmm. that's emotional is a dangerous man. But, you know, I don't think if, I think that a person that's emotional in a rational period is dangerous. And I yeah. feel like men, this definitely gets like more on the violent side of dangerous more often than not. And stats just show this. I think mo- it's majority of men committing murders. Yeah, it's majority of men committing homicides and rapes and things. I mean, but I, mean, I, I feel like that I'm doesn't mm-hmm. go with that. All of those cases are not due to emotionally unstable men. Yeah, yeah, no, it's not. But what I'm saying is that I think that, you know, when it comes to emotion and just processing your emotions, these things shouldn't be genderized. They aren't. And I think that's what, you said they that's aren't. what I think that they aren't. That's why I think mothers can teach their sons how to deal with their emotions. I don't think that they... Uh, I, I feel I, like... I how you can say that they aren't when things such as men don't cry. Those, I mean, those those aren't phrases that I pulled up out of my ass, you know? Those listen. are kind of phrases that exist. They're listen, common, like we've heard them before. Check this out right now. I, I or give like, so, oh, wait, wait. I would hang okay. out on a lot of male forums. 
I would hang out on a lot of male forums. And I remember, like, I'm talking, like, black male forums, white male forums, all types of, you know, this was just the result of being exposed to the internet as, at an early age. And, like, I would, it's even, like, the little things. Like, I remember when men would, like, really kind of, like, express, like, yo, this is fucked up. Especially something regarding women. But, um, this is, like, fucked up or, like, yeah, it's like guys would say shit like "stop being a faggot." Simp, <laughs> simp, stop being a faggot is one I've heard a lot. Like, like just calling dudes faggots because like they're a little more like sensitive, yeah, sensitive, or like in you know what I'm saying. And it's like so I don't understand how we can say that that like how we process our emotions or like one group isn't discouraged. From processing their emotions more than another. Okay, I would say this, there's right? even the term "man up." No, okay. What does it mean to man out. up? You know. Listen, listen. Women have told me to man up if I cry to them. I cry to my wait. Hold up. Let me finish. Mm -hmm. I cry to my boys, and they're like, "Yo, how do we go through this? Yo, what are you feeling? What do you think you should do? You know what I'm saying? But it's women, even older women. They'll say men don't cry. Why? Because they know what they want from a man. But you, but this is what I mean when I say so, that these ideals they're not just upheld by men. It's it's upheld by the entire culture. Yeah, women can can uphold like a patriarchal system, and I would argue toxic masculinity is a you know branches off from that patriarchal system. Because yeah. I feel like it's only men that enforce it amongst other men. I feel like women can be agents of it. But as far as, like, the overarching, like, enforcement of it, I feel like it's a primarily, like, male, you know, influence. But women are complicit, and they do enforce it at times. I don't know. Like, I, I, would, say, I would say from a male's perspective or a male's understanding, any, like, even I was just talking to my cousin, right? Mm -hmm. And he was, uh, he was talking about his friend, and he was saying how his friend was being very emotional and, and this, that, and the, and, and the sort with his girl. And we, two weeks later, she stopped talking to him or she started saying that we need some space because he was being emotional. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And for us, like or me hearing the story and, and my cousin telling me, we understand where he's coming from because he wanted to feel like he can connect with his girl like that. But we were telling him like, yo, they may say that they want you to be emotionally um, available like that, but largely they don't really want that when it's ha actually happening this you know? is something that yeah. i hear, um I i've heard a lot of yeah i've heard a lot of men and well actually yeah i've heard a lot of men and women say it would it's like a turn off if men vent which yes. i really don't understand that because i feel like women vent a lot so i feel as though the venting should be mutual but or even men warning other men on some dating forums like not to vent because it kind of exposes like a vulnerable side and I would just say this. I would say that mostly comes from experience, you know? It comes from the experience of being emotionally available to a woman and then receiving the short end of the stick. Maybe one time, maybe two times, maybe three times, you know? Mm -hmm. And if, like, if that happens, like, a certain number of times and then you meet another guy and it happened to him and it happened to him, it just goes to show us that, okay, they don't want that in terms of the men that they're looking for, you so, know? Like, they don't want someone that's too emotional. Like, women are already emotional. They don't want someone that's also emotional with them. Mm. Otherwise, they would just, I don't know. They so, would even... I, I see, you <laughs> I see know? what you're saying. Yeah, I see where you're going. I do think, well, you're not wrong. I fully agree with you that there are a lot of men, I've heard this being echoed by so many men, and, you know, all I can say to it is that this is what I mean with the term toxic masculinity. And this is what I mean when I say these women, some women are attracted to that toxicity because we grow up in the same culture, at least like referring to, well, not the same, but like we've all grown up in these cultures that that enforce the idea that a man is stoic, a man is supposed to be stoic. The alpha male, you know, the king of kings, what makes a man is like someone that knows how to handle himself and handle his emotions. And so there are women that adopt that and they project that onto other, like they project that standard onto other men. They hold them to that standard. And if you don't meet that standard, they bounce. 
But even then, it's not good for a lot of those women. And it comes back to bite a lot of those women in the ass, dare I say. Um, because then you have a lot of women, unsurprisingly, a lot of those same women end up in toxic relationships. You know, I, I know we've all come across, like, women that just seem to be drawn to toxicity or, like, they can't they can't handle relationships just peaceful. It's like dysfunction is the it's like dysfunction is kind of what they look for in a relationship and like it makes a relationship exciting to them. Like I've seen all sorts of memes talking about like, yeah, my nigga like let me start an argument. Let me start an argument argument to spice things up real quick. Let me just say this though. (laughs) You know? So yeah, I don't think it, it doesn't just because women enforce it doesn't mean it's it's still not a toxic standard that we hold men to. It's still an unrealistic standard that hurts men and women, dare I say, in the long run. A lot of these people that want these types of relationships, they end up not being happy. They you want emotionally unavailable men and you when 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 all that come like you know when you get the the baggage that comes with that, you end up a lot of these same women go onto social media to complain that men are trash, which I kind of agree with, but from my own sensible experiences and not from like seeking out men that are specifically emotionally unavailable, if you know what I mean. Does that make sense? I would say this, right? So I'm, I'm assuming that you guys both are, um, pursuing men or like are into men or, you know, so what would you identify as like the ideal man, you know? Someone that is not toxic but has enough masculine traits that you're like, okay, yes, this is it. Like, this is what people should embody. Um, Alexa, would you like to start? I would um, like to know your type, Alexa. No. <laughs> oh, I what's mean, the type? Uh, <laughs> no, but honestly, um, like somebody who's like definitely emotionally intelligent, um, I do ideally would want somebody who's like, you know, masculine but at times could still show vulnerability. But I do, I don't know, like kind of what you were saying about leading, I do expect like a man to like lead the relationship. Um, yeah. For me, I, I just don't like when people associate masculinity with not showing your emotions. To me, expressing your emotions and processing them in a healthy way, that's just like, that's standard. That's a sign of a very well-adjusted human being. And that's the type of person I want in a relationship. Someone that could just tell me like, yo, babe, I'm really not feeling well. I'm not going through it. And it's like, I'm the type of person I love listening. So I do want someone that knows how to communicate what they're going through. I've already been through, I've been in a relationship with men that I've been in relationship, well, not relationships, but like I've dealt with men that don't know how to communicate. And for me, it's not fun. So just being able to communicate your own feelings is a big standard, not just even for men, but even as a friend. Yeah, definitely. Um, In terms of leading, what I consider leading, I just like someone that knows how to make sensible decisions. Not because I don't know how to make my own decisions, but because, you know, even the little stuff, sometimes I'm indecisive. Right. So you want to be able to lean on somebody to make lean on someone. I want to be able to consult you for sensible advice and rely on you. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that that's something that again has to be genderized. I don't think it's something that has to be like ascribed to a specific gender. Um, I do like a man that like can bring me back to earth whenever like I'm too frantic or whenever I have a lot of anxiety someone to calm me down someone to like kind of like make me see the forest for the trees um you know someone that could just bring me back to reality or somebody that could balance you out balance out like maybe some of your dark feminine traits with like positive masculine traits yeah i you could put it that way it's like someone when i'm up No, when, like, I'm this way, he... When I'm too far this way, he's, like, he could bring me back to center. But, yeah, I... And I do feel like that's something I would seek out if I were into women. Um, But my standards aren't... I remember I started dating a, you know, a bi guy. And I remember, like, when he told me he was bi, like, that was something at first. It was such a turnoff. Um... I, because it was like, I can't date a man that likes dick. Like, what the fuck? You know? Like, 
fuck do I look like? You know, like I I like this person so much that it wasn't an easy decision to make. And I ultimately chose to question my own beliefs. Like, well, a man can literally have every traditionally masculine trait and just be into other men. And it doesn't make him less of a man. It just means that his sexuality yeah. is not rigid. Like, he, you know, it's his sexuality. Yeah. It doesn't define him. And I really had to unpack why is it... And there's so many women that are like this today. It's like, why is it that being a... Like, why is, why is heterosexuality so tied to masculine you could have the 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 most masculine looking male and he's gay like have y'all seen matt bomer like matt bomer that's like what was that's like this actor that's this really cute actor and if you look at him like this guy when i found out he was gay i was like wow that's an l for the ladies um because it was like the guy's just super handsome and it's like like who says that you? Yeah, he's a cute guy. Oh, he's like showing me his picture. He... <laughs> Did you see his picture, Alexa? Yes, I saw. Oh my gosh, the name sounded so familiar. But I'm like, who is that again? There's even like you know, there's even a lot of down low celebrities. Like, oh yeah, you know how a I lot. Do with celebrity tea. There's a lot of celebrities that like their their image is super masculine, hyper masculine. If I even say, and it's like y'all don't know, but they be. <laughs> They be busting the bussy right open. Uh, behind the scenes. What is the bussy? The bussy? The boy, the boy bussy. <laughs> the boy bussy. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus. Yo, it's, it's probably like, a lot of y'all favorite rappers, too. I mean. It really do be your favorite rappers. And it's like, uh, well, who said that they can't be masculine if they like bussy? Yeah. And I mean, it's the same way you have feminine lesbians. Or, like, you have femmes. Masculine or like, lesbians. Yeah. Like yeah. yeah. But, yo. Mm-hmm. I, w- I would say this, though. Um. I don't like I've seen men, even masculine men, and they happen to be gay. If yo, if you're a man, you're a man, that's whatever. You know what I'm yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? But I've seen masculine lesbians do exactly what I wouldn't even want men to do to women. And that I just be mean. like, What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like, like they think that that's what masculinity is. They, so they're that, trying to emulate that. Yeah. That's a good point. You hit the nail right on the head. Like that is that's the problem. They're trying to embody a type of masculine. They're trying to live up to what it means to be a male, and some of them end up like going OD, like and they're just, they yeah, literally just true. become toxic as fuck. I've known a couple of um masculine lesbians like that. Um, my brother just showed me like a note saying masculinity in the West is different from masculinity in the East, and yeah, that's something that like to keep in mind how do you uh, think it's manifested yeah. itself like because you guys are both like nigerian from african culture so how do you think that that masculinity differs from this masculinity i think timmy could speak on this because personally me, i'm very americanized <laughs> I, I feel like it depends because um i feel like nowadays because of like colonialism and things of that nature we've adopted a type of masculinity that's very oppressive towards women but like even in yoruba culture like they've they've taught men that women are essential and very important so that they shouldn't be left out of like decision making and things of that nature you know so right. even 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 like in a pre-colonialism colonialism aspect like i feel like that that idea of masculinity was a little bit more pure in a sense because right. like my my dad was telling me like men were more like purpose driven you know like they were more concerned about providing for the community having kids to help like foster and like bolster the culture and things of that nature it wasn't um it wasn't to the degree of just conquering women or um putting women below you and stuff like that because in our society women also had like titles and prominent mm-hmm. roles you know so women had to be respected but in this day and age it, it, it seems as if, like, everybody has donned this idea that masculinity means the guy that gets the most women or um, the guy that is very aggressive towards men and towards women. And I don't think that should be the case, you know? It's very unhealthy, yeah. 
And as far as like, you know, Yoruba culture, I know you could correct me if I'm wrong. I know like based off of like a lot of like Nollywood movies, <laughs> that's my only point of reference. It's like there's like this huge pressure for men to be a provider. So have you felt that pressure coming up, you know, from relatives to just like be a provider and just. Um, it's expected, you know, like I feel like in our culture to provide means to be a man. If you can't provide, you're not a man. You know, mm-hmm. like, cause then what else are you doing? The fuck are you right. doing? Yeah, what, yeah, are you what are you doing? You know? really doing? No, for so, real. But I think it's overemphasized. Continue. Yeah. So like, even even the idea of like polygamy in our culture at that, it wasn't everybody that practiced it. But if you had multiple wives, you had to provide for those those wives and period. the kids. Period. You know. Yeah. But, the fuck. <laughs> yeah. Nowadays, I don't know. I feel like people have this skewed mentality of like what a man is, and I feel like we do have people in this society now who are trying to make men understand what really being a man is. You know, mm-hmm. which is being purpose driven, which is being um, someone that can provide not only for yourself but for other people mm-hmm. if you decide to do so. Absolutely. You know? And, um, um, yeah. Sorry to interrupt you. Sure. I just when you guys brought up like getting as many women as possible is just associated with being a man. That is so toxic. That is... I, I, can we agree that that standard is just, like, very... It's very... I'm, I don't want to say oppressive, but getting as many women as possible, unrealistic for a lot yeah. of people. I think it's definitely unrealistic. And I've seen a lot of, like, people doubt the legit the legitimacy of men being celibate. And I think it kind of puts men down in a sense, like, you, you're kind of likening this person to like an animal that they can't control their sexual urges i've seen a lot of skepticism around that i've seen women tell that to men absolutely but even at that i would say i would say here's this thing right i feel like growing up and watching all the music videos that i watch and stuff like that it can push somebody to believe that they have to go and chase women when largely, if you just focus on yourself and, like, buckle down on your own purpose and stuff like that, the woman will come, you know? And mm-hmm. my mom used to say it, um, my like, you know, everybody used to say it, but, like, when you really do it, you will see it for yourself, you know? Yeah. Because there's even men that are not even the most attractive, but because they got their stuff together, they can get the most beautiful girl if they want. Like, well, just for them, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's, I think that's something that we see, I see personally in a lot of like, um, you know, manosphere, red pill ideology. Yeah, I I could tell you, I feel like you watch those videos because I've heard the same like kind of thing being echoed. (laughs) I mean, because like, I I feel like even though um, they are, they are, are on those forums or on those videos, I feel like from just watching life, you tend to see it, you know, like look at Donald Trump. Is he the most attractive man? But look at his wife. Right. You but know, or yeah. even look at the fact that he's had many wives. Yeah. You know, and women are just like... attracted to power, status, yeah. and 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 support, or you know, someone who has something that can like, someone who has like, um, someone that can provide. There we go. Because yeah. I know seventy-year-old men who still are knocking down twenty to thirty-year-old girls. And it's not even that they're pursuing them, but, like, because they because can provide, mm-hmm. yeah, women will go to him. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, do you guys agree with that? or is Yeah. It- no, I agree wholeheartedly. <laughs> I tell men, like, yeah, like, once you stop placing, like, pussy on a pedestal, mm-hmm. not pussy on a pedestal, but once you stop seeing sex as, like, this goal, like, you have to achieve and... And instead, realize that, like, there's more to life, you know, mm-hmm. and all of that. Just focus on yourself. Um, mm-hmm. It'll come naturally. A lot of men just, like, but you can't, they pursue it endlessly. But can you blame them, given the culture we've grown up with? Um, yeah. the I mean, but, that, is, but that's what we're talking about here. Exactly. You know? That's why so- it's like we're trying to get people to question, who told you you need to have the most pussy? Who told you, like, this is what you need to be a man? Personally, I definitely respect a man with way more sexual control than one without. 
a man to me to show restraint is like show restraint more strength than you know just letting yourself be out here yeah restraint is a is a quality that i find so attractive in men like a man that kind of just bangs like anything that like breathes walks (laughs) i mean what do we mean by restraint and restraint in that um point is it that like not necessarily restraint but like i guess you could say restraint because there's some men that let's say they find someone attractive at work some some people get themselves in trouble like fucking their co-workers and it's like you don't have to have sex with this person if just because you try and find them attractive so that's what i mean with like restraint like i find this person attractive i know i can get with them if i try but i know that might not necessarily be productive for me or like a good idea that's restraint or just even like having standards for yourself um there are lots of celebrities that i feel don't have any standards um <laughs> uh yeah i find that super attractive um but even not just attractive but i just feel like it's a sign of maturity maturity above definitely. all else definitely definitely and but we, do we like that's just not something that that's encouraged i feel like i, I feel like, like get it where you can it's inc- like uh, well within my space or within my age group, you know, I've come from being a guy that's like, yeah, I don't know if I want to get married or whatever the case is, mm-hmm. to being someone that's like, okay, even if I might not want to get married, it might make sense for me to get married for X amount of reasons, you know, like to push the culture and society forward and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. So even at that, it just shows that within my circle, I, all of my guys have girlfriends. You know, and they all are like talking to someone with the intentions to at least marry them sometime all down the All of them? All of them. <laughs> Dating intentionally. All I know them, some you of know? your friends. But the ones that are in relationships, they, they've understood that like playing the game is not fun, nor is it conducive. Mm. So they, they tend to want to buckle down with someone that is going to help them push like their culture or the idea or their philosophy forward rather than like a 12 month talking stage. Yeah. yeah. I can't blame anyone for not wanting to go through that. Like, it's really like you could be, I don't know, you know, you could be having fun working on yourself and instead of like playing this game, a lot of people find that the whole dating chasing thing just a waste of time these days and there's men that decide oh sorry go ahead no go ahead go ahead oh no i was just saying like i don't know if you've heard but like there's like a whole like acronym it's called migtow so it's men going their own way so it's men that deliberately choose like not to date not to engage with women basically i wouldn't say it's as bad as like so i wrote down some like toxic masculine archetypes so it's not as bad as incels what is mm-hmm. incels? Incels are like involuntary celibates, so they basically blame their lack of like sexual activities on women. Oh gosh, yeah, See, yeah. Those it's people, a whole... those people, they need help. Yeah, but it's a whole culture. It's a and whole I'm culture online. Even if even people that don't identify as incel, I'm I see an uptick of incel like behavior and red pill ideology. Yeah, so yeah. basically, groups of guys that can't get laid. Yeah. Um. They just kind of, they blame it on, you know, our feminist society and feminism and all these things. And they grow this resentment towards women and women just expressing their sexuality. Um, and I kind of see it. If you if you really think about it, this, it, it's... I can't agree. You're just shaking your I, head. I can't agree with them. I, yeah, I, of course you can't agree can't, with them. No. But it's like, it's like this ideology, it comes out of men not not being able to live up to these unrealistic standards. They're not unrealistic. Not just unrealistic, but, okay, not unrealistic. Let me rephrase what I'm saying. But I guess it's like so much of their ego is tied up into having sex. It's tied up into, you know, getting with women that when they can, it just breeds. It's like when they can't, it just breeds mental illness. Oh, I've been on a lot of those forums. A lot of these men, they hate themselves. 
they are depressed. They hate themselves and they hate everyone around them. They, they need to work on themselves. Yes, they do. And a <laughs> lot of them, yes. <laughs> if you look at my infographic, I put up Elliot Rogers. Elliot Rogers actually browsed a lot of the forums that I would lurk on and see this type of behavior. And that was when um, a lot of the people in the forums were like, yeah, this is ridiculous. This is actually, like, not a healthy way to this be This is killing with. people. That's why a lot of the forums got taken down. A lot of them got taken yeah. down. Even, even, you even see it with, in our own community, there are lots of black men that they can't, they can't get with, you know, the black woman they find attractive, and they just, that's that's when they develop the whole oh black women only fuck thugs yeah black women only like go for the gangsters and that's that whole that's that whole like nice that nice guy thing like i'm so nice you know why i'm entitled to this why are you know women not attracted to me or why am i not let me say this though right the nice guy archetype or whatever they do it to themselves you know and i only say that they do it to themselves because they tend to listen to what society tells them as opposed to just like looking at just focusing on themselves much like the insults like you're saying that women are the cause of you not having sex why are you so focused on sex you know like you said most of them are they 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 have like fragile egos and whatnot you know mm-hmm. if they worked on themselves i feel like and they got the stuff that they need to get provided for themselves and what, whatever pieces yeah. or therapy or just worked on like their own like cognitive thinking they would be able to navigate society whereby they can interact with women and they can have sex if that is you know the goal you know but for the nice guy i feel like the nice guy he tends to think that doing every single thing to cater to the woman is the way for him to get the woman and in any kind of relationship just giving freely or just like just always being there you tend to get mistreated or misused. Right. It's always going to be one-sided. So would you say that the nice guy is being penalized by, like, you know, the toxic masculine culture? Or do you think that he's a product of it? I would say that the the nice guy is the product of of, um, media, social media and stuff like that. Like the The Cinderella stories. The nice guy existed before social media. No, of course. But, like... I mean, no, I'm saying media in terms of, like, movies and, like, mm-hmm. these Disney movies and stuff like that, you know? And it's not to say that um, the happy ending is not sweet and nice, but it's to say that you have to kind of shape yourself in a way whereby you're not being mistreated or misused. Right. A nice guy tends to think that if I give this girl all the love and all the this and all the that, I buy her this, I buy her that, she's going to love me back. And that's just not how life works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Definitely. You know, mm-hmm. like, you can save that love for somebody who, you know, you guys have that connection with. But a nice guy will try to give it to this girl, try to give it to that girl. Or he would not be assertive in his own beliefs because he he's afraid that his, the way he thinks, is going to steer her away. Whereby, mm-hmm. whereby you should just be who you are so that she can know and, like, work with that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um... I think yeah. we've had a great discussion thus far. I just want to yeah. end off on like the boozy thing. Yeah, boozy, boozy. <laughs> Timmy, 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 Timmy. Yes, yes. Let's talk about Timmy's it. views on this, let's or just Timmy. What do you think? Do you think that it was appropriate for Boozy to get his thirteen-year-old child a sex worker to oh give him God. head? <laughs> See, <laughs> like I was making um. Uh, just a sly remark in regards to it in the sense that I know a lot of people who say, you know, if their kid is going to try something anyway, that they would just at least want to be there. And to that effect, I guess maybe that's what he was thinking, you know? But even at that, right, I don't necessarily agree with what he's saying or what he did because I feel like that is not good, you know? I feel like the woman who the woman that did that for for his son, she should be ch- like she they're pedophiles. Be- yeah. yeah, you know. And even at that, like I feel like men and boys don't tend to see when women are being pedophilic. 
you know? Yeah, I've Traffic seen a lot of men. Yeah, basically, I've seen a lot of men talk about, oh, I was like 13 and my 20 something year old babysitter, you know, used to do this. And I'm like, yo, you were yeah. molested. Yeah, and we like, don't get know. How, you until, were molested. Yeah. yeah. And that's just normalized. Yeah. I'm just like, which grown women are out here fucking kids? That's, that's what I'm saying. I'm really I'm looking like. They out here. They out like, here. What's Yo, going on, ladies? I remember I was working at a nursing home, right, in Long Island. And I cut my hair so some of the women in the nursing home, they didn't recognize me. And they were just looking me down. And these are people that could be my mother or my grandmother. How old were you? I was 20, like 19, 20. Okay. And they were like 40, 50, like just looking me down. Barely legal. And... If I said yes, I'm pretty sure they jump on it. Oh no, that's crazy. I'm telling you. And it and it's it is is not to say that it's normal, but it is common. Yeah, and it's not as penalized as like, you know, when it's a grown man and a young girl. Because I would not say even, it's this, not right? even seen as bad. You ever yeah. seen those stories where it's like a teach a hot teacher fucks a fucks their student. And people are just like, bro, why did you tell? Yeah, people oh, in the like, comments bro, are just gushing. Whoa. Like, you know, like dudes hyping up their friends, like, because they, they had sex with the teacher, and it's like, you guys, you're celebrating the fact that he was yeah. raped. Exactly. Um, I, I mean, all right, so let me say this, right? Because they expect bo- they expect boys to want it. To them, it's like men, it's it's, it's sex can't be anything but good to men. Yeah. That's that's, that's the idea. Yeah. But it's I'll so also say entwined with masculinity. I'll also say in this society, we tend to give women the benefit of the doubt when it comes to those kinds of behaviors. Oh yeah, you definitely. Know? And you you heard of the hashtag like believe all women. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And and I would say this: women are mass. They can be master man- manipulators if they want to. Mm, you know? Yeah, I agree. Uh, That's yeah. anyone. Uh, no, it could be anyone, but like because men do it and we penalize men for it in this society, when women do it, we kind of don't penalize them because we think that that is not of them, you know. Mm. Mm-hmm. And we have to, I feel like women also have to say that women are like this, you know. Hello, well, Instagram just deleted Boozy's account. <laughs> are you serious? Yeah, what? as it should get that yeah, child no, trafficker out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah. He went on an amusement trip, you know, uh, he went to the amusement park or something like that. Something like that. They should have they probably should have taken him down. Like they should have taken his account down after that post. A while ago or during his lives, like all of quarantine. <laughs> yeah. I think he had like Kayla and Nicole like acting a fool twerking on his live. And I'm yeah. like I'm like this is the young fact girl. that like nineteen year old Kayla Nicole is like, shaking her little cakes on his live. But <laughs> it's okay. All right, but can we also mention this though? Do you feel like, do you feel like, growing up, right? You guys wanted to talk to men of your age. No, no. I feel like some older. It's not that I personally. It's not that I didn't want to talk to men of my age. Um, actually, I had daddy issues. That's really what it was, to put it quite on, to put it quite blatantly. I started dating around middle school. I dated guys my age. Um, but, you know, I still had those issues. I got preyed on as, like, when I was 14 by a much older guy. And I think that's when it kind of started. But it was, like, just like an older man giving you that attention. It kind of, like, filled that void of not having, like, that emotional availability from my dad personally mm. that's what for me that's what it was and yeah. i feel like a lot of women not all but just a lot of women i can see that as well especially women that go for like guys like twice their age type yeah. thing you know mm. yeah for me with the age thing it's actually kind of funny because i was talking to this guy once and then i found out that he was like a year younger than me and it was just like <gasps> yeah you know what i mean <laughs> So, like, for me, it was just, like, I always wanted somebody, like, a couple of years older, like, more experienced in mm-hmm. that sense. Yeah. Just more, you would think that they're more mature. Yeah, more mature, basically, yeah. But you, child, they not. No, they not. 
Like now I feel like I'm old enough to know that like if a man is mature, if a man has reached a point like of emotionally maturity, then it happens. For a lot of guys, it takes like they reach that shit when they're 40. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Jay-Z came out with his album and in his album, he was like talking like, yeah, maybe I shouldn't have treated a woman like shit or something like that. And it was like, damn, it only took you like half a decade to figure that out. I'm weak. And not half a decade, half a century. My bad. Um, (laughs) Yeah, no, it takes it takes guys pretty long, in my opinion, to mature emotionally. So I don't really put much much um, credit to like give much credit to older guys at this point. I've come across a lot of guys around my age that I feel like are well adjusted. I think you're one of those people. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> definitely. Um, so yeah, no, definitely don't think that it's an age thing at this point. Well, it could. Don't get me wrong, it is. Like, but just because you're talking to an older man, just because he's older, doesn't mean he's gonna be emotionally mature. A lot of men don't even get there. A lot of men are just living that type of lifestyle with these ideals, and they don't ever reflect on it or think about it, or like just, you know think about these things until way later in life but again like how could they it's like everything in our culture not everything but a lot of things in our culture from media social media women children everything it's reinforcing it yeah so very insightful very insightful very insightful (laughs) i Um, appreciate you guys having me yeah, thank you for being here. Thank you for providing your perspective. I a good time. Yeah, I try a little bit, you know. I kind of got a little bit scared one moment or nope. another. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I hope we didn't like no. come at yeah, you. Yeah, like counts. No, 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 no. Yeah, we were trying not to like attack you. <laughs> I think we've come to a common ground though, and I think that ultimately, like, if people actually listen to what people have to say about these things, they would they would. They would see that we kind of, there are plenty of places where everyone can say, yeah, this is bad. This isn't conducive. This isn't good for anyone. Yeah. Well, thank you guys. Thank you for penciling us in your schedule, Timmy. Oh, no, I try. <laughs> Anytime, call me back, you know, we can do right, this okay. again. Definitely. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs>